Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who have been sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson and I am this campaign's dungeon master and I'm joined by my friends, my players and my uh my my different party members uh from usual. Hi. How you doing sugar cake? Hi. Please no. stop talking, Brandon. I hey, don't ever want to hear you speak again. <laughs> we just turned all these NPCs into that accent. Oh, no. There's three Any of us. Time. No! My carefully crafted characters, you've ruined them. My name is Colic Swanky. Bada bing, bada freaking bow. Here we go. My name is Brandon Lindsay, and I, I originally played Cecil McNamara, but for the time being, I've, I'm stepping into the role of Patty LeBone. And I think this is a question that I, I asked, but for our other characters your characters currently which of the main four would your current character pine for ah i think patty would definitely uh pine for cecil i think they had a a, a fun <laughs> little romance for a hot sec i don't know i don't know i think i think maybe there would be things left unsaid i i, I don't know <laughs> but i think i think patty would would pine after cecil pretty hard I'm realizing I've given you guys way too much power. Yes, you have. Hi, my name is Andy Lindsay, and <laughs> oh, traditionally no. I play Victoria Hightower, but for the time being, I am our favorite halfling barbarian artificer, Karlik Swanky. And you know, that's a great question, Brandon. I think Karlik would have um, a bit of a crush on Cecil as well. Hey. <laughs> What do you know? I, I think Karlik, you know, kind of like Cecil, is in this this era of really, truly discovering himself, stepping out from underneath his parents' umbrella of norms and expectations. Um, and I think he'd be interested in exploring that. I will say Karlik and Cecil definitely did connect. Yeah, they yeah. did. They were definitely I think bros. I think it's like the physical and metaphorical chemistry that they would have so much fun with. Boo. <laughs> Hi, my name is uh, Danielle Grisco. I play Brian Tolkien typically, um, but I'm, I'm stuck in the body of uh, Valencia, our friend Val. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, if you say Cecil, I'm quitting the podcast. Um, do it, do it! Valencia, like 100% would pine after Cecil. Um, yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, Let's go! Sorry for creating the hottest character. <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> Just out. indescribably attractive and talented in every way. Uh, no, um, I think Valencia would definitely pine after Victoria. Um, I think Valencia's Yay! got big queer energy, and I just I yes, like it, you know, um, that's where we're running with it. I think it's also like there's like a level of like the the. I think they would have a, they have a lot in common with like the, the overachieving Mommy mom issues. and like really figuring stuff out and so i i think that would be i would i would also watch that show of that relationship yeah. developing like it would i be think it'd cute... be especially fun to see like a spinoff with the val and ren <laughs> the hottest thruple that ever thruples mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh big it. time like, i had no idea when i was creating all these npcs that i was just making a bunch of bi king and queens yeah. and yeah there it is uh my name is riley wesson i'm this campaign's dungeon master and uh also currently playing renee kelly and um, Ren really has the hots for Cecil. Uh, yeah. like, just, like has multiple diaries about like she kissed Victoria, but she was like, but Cecil, I never really got the chance.
chance to connect and God, I think there's just something there. Um, and so whenever they're reunited, uh, Ren's just going to brush right past V, uh, totally moved on and is all about the McNamara train. She is all aboard and she is leaving the station. Chugga choo, chugga choo, choo, choo motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what? We love the drama. <laughs> we live for the drama. Teenagers are dra- fickle. This is this is on board. Oh, for sure. Most definitely. All right, let's uh, let's dive back into trauma and um, <laughs> mental issues. Yeah, uh, tr- cool. <laughs> tr- trigger warning, right, Riley? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, intense. I didn't mean I didn't mean to give you guys a heads up. Uh, th- it, things might get a little intense and um, emotional and such. And uh, if if you need to step away, please do not hesitate to do so. But uh, we're we're gonna be dipping into the therapy jar. Um, at one point no. or another, big, big potentially. Evil bad guy. No, Let's uh, go. guys, actually, this week doesn't work for me. I. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Last session on D Holland Dragons, we shifted perspectives from the students to their friends who had gathered to help them out in whatever way that they could. After meeting one another, they saw a magical purple sphere growing from the ruined school and decided they needed to get in and face whatever came their way, which ended up being a mysterious demiplane with a floating multicolored orb inside. They discovered that upon touching it, each of them would trigger a trial tailored to their own experiences, a mad rush to find an ingredient while braving the elements for Karlik, an audition for a life-sucking ghost for Patty, and the scaling of a crumbling tower while fending off a clockwork dragon for Valencia. After passing these three trials, all that was left was Renz, who touched the orb and revealed a prison cell that all of them were trapped inside of. And that is where we are now. So, your vision clears and the fog and smoke fades away and you see a a prison cell. Uh, it's pretty bare and it seems to be pushed up against a wall and there are two walls on one side and then there are bars in front of you, but there is a larger room outside of this prison cell. Uh, the four of you and Patty's animated bagpipes, Piper, uh, are currently inside. And you can see in the room outside of this prison cell, there are two like suits of armor on the corners of the room. You see a door on the other side. And um, that is all that you can see from your angle that you are in the prison cell right now. Hey, are you guys okay? Yes, I'm. I'm all right. Uh, okay, still a little help. bit, a little bit tired after that um, encounter. Yeah. But oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, Wait. But... So we've all basically been through each other's kind of like plagues. Is this yours? You don't recognize it? No, no. Just a a prison cell. Uh, I mean, I've seen plenty of those, but this doesn't look like one that I am familiar with. From what I can tell, I think that whatever this orb is, is constructing events that are specific to each of us, but I'm not quite sure if they these are places that we have been. I mean, I, I didn't recognize the place that I was, really. Okay, all right. So it might just look into ourselves and craft events for... Each of us that uh, we are 
best suited to tackle. You gotta love a metaphor. That's not a problem, though, because you've broken in and out of prisons before, right? I mean, I'm, I'm just oh. assuming, but you've spent time in prisons, that's what you said, so I'm just assuming you've been able to get out of them. It's no problem. Yes, many, believe me. We'll just find a way to escape. So, so can you pick the lock? Well, I should be able to. She stands up and kind of pops her neck, flexes her fingers, and uh, she goes, oh, I guess Flexes her fingers? Flexes Riley? her fingers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Like a, is like pops is that flexing your fingers? Yeah, this. Doing that little loop? Yeah. Okay. And I just guess I thought it stretching. Do you know what flexing is? You I know, know what like, flexing I mean, is. Do you even lift, bro? Well, I just imagine people were like, like, I mean, sometimes the flexing of fingers results in cracking knuckles, but sure. you know they're not they're not one and the same. I consider that more of a stretch than a flex. Oh I, my god! Uh, <laughs> okay, moving forward. Um, so Ren's gonna stand up, and uh, she's going to fit her hands through the bar. Wait, and, wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait! What? This is really important. Breaking out of this jail cell, you can do this. To get out of here, you gotta not fuck up breaking this lock so just saying i believe in you all right i'm not really sure if that's bardic inspiration or bardic pressure but i'll i guess i'll take it <laughs> bardic uh, open the fucking door <laughs> <laughs> uh she's gonna reach down to her side and pull and open a little case that's just full of all kinds of um different size needles and lock picks and Wait, such question. uh mm-hmm. before you do that can anybody identify if the lock is magic or not you can all give an investigation or arcana check. 14. A 13. It's a dirty little 20. All right. Yeah, Patty, you can tell that. Oh. Uh, hmm? oh. 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 You can tell that this is a regular lock. <laughs> There's oh, nothing okay, magical about this. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Regular lock. Just a padlock. I'm like massaging Rin's back and I'm like, it's just uh. a regular old rock. Rock? It's just lock. A it's lock? not a rock. It's a lock. <laughs> You're going to rock it. She uh, pulls out her thieves' tools, and she's going to make a sleight-of-hand check. Uh, she is going to need that um, that bardic inspiration, because oh, she only boy. rolled a three. You're welcome, dollface. Please Ew. stop talking. <laughs> With her sleight-of-hand, uh, that's a ten, so she needs a five on this inspiration, and she gets a five. Uh, so, with a total of fifteen, she bends her arms around, and after about ten seconds, you hear a and the padlock falls off, and the prison door creaks open. And you look around, and you see that, again, there are two uh, suits of armor in the corners. And you can see the door on one side, and you also see a large painting uh, that's just like a mural of like a cityscape along the other wall. And uh, that is that is your view of the room. Do I recognize the city? Uh, you do not. It's just a generic. It's like a. It, it, you you see in the bottom a Getty's Images watermark. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> and it's just very generic. Amazing. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Who's good at just I don't know, looking at shit. I don't know who's got good eyes. Who's got the best eyes here? My eyes, I don't have any. But who's got I good mean, eyes? My parents <laughs> always said I have really good eyesight. All right, garlic. Decent. What what are you thinking? Yeah, like what? Oh, are you... I mean, we just gotta we just gotta scour the place. I mean, just looking the... the room. Yeah, we're just looking at the room. I don't know. Is the door locked? Uh, can we can we yeah. leave the door? Or can, everybody, can, can uh, the room? everybody, feel free to give me a uh, perception or investigation check. 
Um, I'm looking in particular for anything vaguely arcane looking that reminds me of the orb. I got a 14. Uh, 12. Also 12. Val and Karlik, you are unable to find anything. Um, Patty, you notice that as you are looking for magical items, you don't see anything that is resembling the orb in this room, but you do get a an arcane sense from the two statues. And as you approach, you realize that these are fire-breathing statues. Oh, oh shit. How do I realize that? Do they breathe fire on me? <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't they do not. But you like as you get close, you see like a small flame on the inside of them, and it appears to be like a magical mechanism that if somebody crosses in the line of vision of the statues, that a flame will like shoot out from the mouth. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Does it can I like I'm gonna lower myself to like waist high, like I'm gonna crouch down. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna stick like a hand out front where like the eyesight the, the line of sight would be if I were at eye level. But you spend about a minute like figuring out the line of sight. And there's like some there's like at one point you get like just a little bit too high. And it, okay, all right, all right. Well, that's that. So that's where you can't go. Okay, uh, okay. And you kind of determine where the the safe area is to cross through past these fire breathing statues. So is the door on the op- on the other side? Like do we have to cross yes. between these guys? Okay. Yes, but uh, but uh, you have you have figured out where exactly is safe to cross, so so that you can avoid triggering these traps. Can I? F- can we go over them? You can. Yeah. You want to jump or climb or? Well, hold on, hold on. Is there is there a route like? So like we can move past them. We know we like have we figured out how to move past them without them breathing yes. fire? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You okay. Pass okay. Let's go. Yes. Sure. <laughs> you passed the check. I, you okay. This is too easy. This is too easy. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Um, I, I gingerly start moving across the uh, the room over to the other yeah. door. So you guys pass through, and um, luckily for you, Ren rolled a uh, twenty four on her investigation check. So she realizes as she. makes uh, her way past the fire-breathing statues and investigating the other side of the room, she notices um, there is like a little latch on the painting and she pulls at it and it appears that the entire painting is on like a hinge and there is a uh, secret passageway out of this room through the painting. Woohoo! All right, through the passageway then. Well, hold on, hold on. I kind of want to try the door now. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. Try the door. I'm going to go over and test the door to see if it's locked. It is not. Okay, I'm going to slowly creak it open so I can peek through the through the crack in the door. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to look outside the door. Okay, you see another large room. There are two more suits of armor that are different from the fire-breathing statues in this room and as you how, how far in are you looking through the door? Are you, like, peeking through a crack, or... Yeah, I'm just peeking through a crack. Okay, yeah, that that is what you can see. Okay, I'll slowly close the door <laughs> back to the group. Okay, let's try the secret passage. I, 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 <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, there are just a couple of other statues. Uh, is there any light in the secret passageway? Uh, I can maybe help with that. Garlic takes out of his bag. These, like, big old goggles. And, Riley, you tell me if I can do this. I don't know if I actually can. Infuse item? 
Um, can I make them like headlamps, essentially, just so that we have? Yeah, for flavor. That's cool. I mean, I can also I can also see pretty well in the dark. I'm gonna cast uh, dancing lights. Oh, <laughs> Ren is also going to cast light on one of her daggers. Come on! <laughs> what I appreciate is that none of us are used to working as a team, and so we're all just like problem solved. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very helpful, Carlic. Thank you. Yep. Sorry, Carlic, if you got blinded by that. I know what it's like whenever you got night vision goggles and you walk into a bright room and you're just fucking blind for the no, next No, Carlic was literally, like, not looking at you. He's like, no, it's okay, dude. And he turns towards you and <laughs> oh, it's just, God. like, flood okay. lamps. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's yeah. just go Your through astigmatisms the go off and you're just seeing, like, starburst everything. Uh, you guys crouch down and you make your way through the secret passageway. And it's, it's only about, like, five or ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're yeah, idiots. it's like it's it's pitch black inside, but like once you get in, you see that it's just a very small passageway. <laughs> all this light, all at once. You see that this room is filled with uh, like filing cabinets, and there's one door that you can assume is connected to the room that the door out of the prison room went through, uh, and then there's a door on the other side of the room, and you see a large embroidered rug that covers the floor as well. Oh. <laughs> Andy doesn't trust rugs. <laughs> Is it going to fly? Uh, everyone, as you are peeking ah. into this room, uh, give me a perception check. Fucking 10. All right. So 16. 12. Carlick's used to inanimate things becoming animate. <laughs> yeah. Carlick, you were, you're like very cautious around this thing, but it appears to be an inanimate, an inanimate rug. But as you are peering so close at it, you see a slight etching in the floor that appears to be covered by the rug. Can we just peel up the rug? Hey, y'all, there might be like some sort of roots or te- uh, teleportation circles. Oh, I don't know. There's let's, just, there's just an the rug. Hang on. Hang on. Well, there's you don't something... know if that activates it. And he kind of just like picks a little stone out of his pocket and chucks it at the rug and sees if it does anything. Nothing happens. Oh. Val walks up to peel up a side of the rug. Ah! Okay. Uh, Val, you peel up the rug and you do see a rune that is etched into the floor. Wow, like that's a good intuition right there. Wait, can I use like sort of, some sort of alchemy or something to determine what the rune is? Uh, if you'd like, you can give uh, an arcana check. Yeah. Hold on, you're looking at it upside down, Carl. Hey, no, oh, thanks. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. You realize that this appears to be a summoning rune that ah! would summon some sort of thing if it were to be stepped on. Um, okay. What it summons? Probably those suits of armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just want to like walk around it, careful. Like, please. Do I? Uh, are there any other rooms that are in the room with us? Uh, from what you can tell, all of the runes appear to just be under the rug. All right, well, let's, you know, let's just mind the rug. We don't, okay, we don't want to, okay. I don't know, I don't want to tangle with another fight right now. I feel like we're going to have it in for us whenever we can jump with the kids. Okay. I'm going to climb up on one of the uh, filing cabinets and walk across that. Unless there's room to just walk on the side, uh, around the rug. <laughs> yeah, let's... Give me an acrobatics check. Oh. That's okay. He's not too bad at acrobatic. Oh, yeah. He's not Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural one, but I'm right next to. Yeah. 
from a nat 1 to a nat 20 for Amazing. a 27 total. Yep, you uh, gracefully walk over these filing cabinets and to I'm the door on the other side. I'm literally just doing like a cartwheel. <laughs> putting zero effort into it, just like rolling. If we're worried about making our way stealthily without touching this rug, is there any way to disable these runes? Oh yeah, I can do that. I cartwheel back over. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, yeah, I will say, Karlik, with your Arcana check, uh, you can tell that the uh, that this would need to be uh, dispelled with a dispel magic spell. Oh, yeah, so I can tell that this needs to be dispelled with a dispel magic spell. Uh, <laughs> just That's worded so well. My arcane knowledge. Oh, yeah, I'll burn it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you cast a uh, dispel magic. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dispel this bad boy. These runes fade away and crumble into the stone, nice. uh, and uh, as you inspect it, the rug is safe to cross now. Hey! Talk about cutting a rug. Nicely yeah. done, Patty. Thank you, thank you. Hey, but that was a good idea, Carlick. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Can you dispel magic? No, I I can kind of like create little little pieces, like little bits of bobs of magic, but. I can't do any of that. You can fly, though. You can hit real good, too. You can fly and shoot elemental bursts out of your mouth. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of dope. Yeah, but I mean, you throw a different language in front of me, and I'm just like... Hey, we all have our own strengths. You know, it's just, it's all about the growth. There's so much life ahead. Okay, didn't realize this was a therapy session. Should we keep going? All right, okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cartwheel back over to the door. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you... Check it, and uh, it is indeed unlocked. You poke your head around, and you see that this room is uh, separated by a pit. There appears to be, like, your side of the floor, and there is a uh, a thin, like, maybe three-foot-wide crossing um, that crosses a 15-foot gap. Like a bridge-style thing? Yeah, kind of like a bridge. It's not like a rope bridge. It's just kind of like a like a pathway. And then you see a landing on the other side with a spiral staircase going upwards. Uh, hey, Carly, do you have uh, do you have more of those stones in your pocket? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I don't have any stones, but I have like a, a three day old biscuit. It's pretty much the same thing. Pulls it out of his out of his pocket. It's so crusty. Hands it up to the very tall Val. Is it just one, or like is there? A... Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can try and break it in half. You're really strong, so you probably could. Great, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna fly over this gap and chuck pieces of the biscuit down at the bridge to see if it's gonna <laughs> break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Val just like grabs this like crusty biscuit and just as the mo- as if it's the most casual thing in the world, just sprouts wings and just flies across. <laughs> um. Val, as you do fly across, you throw these uh, this these crusty biscuits uh, down at the bridge. Uh, it does not crumble, uh, but the biscuits the just... biscuit or the or the... <laughs> the, bi- the the biscuits do crumble. Uh, but as they hit the bridge, they just foom, fall right through. Oh, smart! And you see it. it it's kind of like a shimmery bridge, oh, like an, and like then an it's illusion. the. And then the illusion settles. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch down and grab Carlick and then fly ah! him over the ah! <laughs> Yeah, since you have the time, uh yeah, you can just fly over. Whoa. Hey Ren. I think I'm gonna be sick. Patty, you seem to have some sort of reaction. 
Well, no, I'm just asking, what kind of prisons were you in? Where they've got illusionary... It was a very magical city that I grew up in. You know, I'm also a wizard as well, so... Um, I've done magic in front of you! I, I, I know, I but for some and... reason, giving it a title is like a whole other thing. <laughs> She's a witch! Names have power. She floats! I do have a way that I could get across, Patty. I'm not sure if you have a, an idea... Listen, I'm Patty LeBone. I can do whatever I fit my mind to, so. He's gonna tap dance his way across. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but what's your way? Out of curiosity. Actually, I could, there are two spells I could cast. I could either jump across or I could teleport myself over there. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Alright. Patty, Patty, how are you getting across? Well, I'm just gonna cast Long Strut on myself and give myself a good running start. No, oh, Patty. Uh, Patty. Oh, all right. Um, you want to watch me wall run this shit? No, I don't. <laughs> Check it out. No, <laughs> you're gonna kill our NPC. Patty, friend. give me an acrobatics check, I guess. All right, I'm gonna cast Actually, long strider. Oh, well, yeah. Are, long strider okay. Myself. Yeah. What are you trying to do exactly? So what I'm gonna try and do <laughs> is I'm so I'm casting long strider myself, so I have 40 feet of movement, so I'm a little bit faster. So I'm gonna run. And I'm going to try... It doesn't increase your speed. It's just your movement. Which increases movement your speed. speed, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Speed. It's a 15-foot gap. Yeah. And uh, with my acrobatics check, I'm going to try and wall run and jump off. Okay, you're going to try and wall run. <laughs> you betcha. You're going to make me use my last second level spell to save you. Val's wings are just, like, ready to unfurl at any moment. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to use them, but if I have to, I Patty, will. give me a very high acrobatics check. I'll be extremely generous and say with Longstrider, you have advantage. Dumbest thing that's ever happened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step away. Andy, come look at it. No. Okay. Fuck. You rolled a natural 20. Okay. Congratulations. I did. Yay. You did it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. I'm happy. Once again, Brandon's stupid fucking idea somehow is approved <laughs> of by whatever Listen, luck gods exist. The dice gods love to do it for the plot. Listen, I am the, I am the golden boy of D&D. Patty, explain how you run across the fucking stupid. wall. Stupid. Listen, man, I'm Patty the fucking bone. I do whatever I want. <laughs> um... His jangly little bone legs <laughs> rattle just a little bit as he along the side of the wall. <sighs> Haven't done that in a while. How do you do that with just bones? Like you have zero muscle. It's how does he talk? Are you also a wizard? Renee just like with a deadpan. I give up. Expression just cast jump on herself and just nice. leaps across the the Amazing. pit. I guess, should we should we head on up? Hey, actually, can we take two seconds? I drank a lot of water. God, like, where did you get that mason jar? I just, like, can you guys, like, uh, it's a water bottle. Uh, can you guys just, like, turn around really quick? I'm no, just going to kind of, like, into it's, the... No, for Carlick, it's canonically a mason jar. We have confirmed. Okay, okay, Yes, go okay. to the bathroom, Andy. All right, thank you. We have canonically confirmed.
How many of those do you keep on you at any given time? Like, I, I mean, you know, they used to all be filled with like stuff like mustard, mayonnaise, you know, but you run low on rations at some point. You just kind of you, you have well, to. Empty I know them. what you mean. I I was uh, I was raised in a tower. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So you, like you you get it. Yes, I grew up on the streets. I understand. Yeah, you, you gotta hold on to as much food as you can. Well, I mean, when all your food is going bad, like li- like literally mm. turning like mean, yeah, you gotta hang on to as, as much as you got. Fair enough. Hey, but your bones—you don't have to worry about food, right? I miss food. Can you taste? No. No. Yeah. You don't have taste. You know that's not a fun existence, dude. I'm gonna find a way to make the skeleton taste. That'd be some cool magic, actually. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I did have some investors disinvest a lot of money into me, so you know, I can, I can get like a, some experiments going. You know, I can find some knowledgeable people. No offense, Carlic, but I don't know if I want to try a restaurant where the, uh, where I know for a fact that the chef pees in jars. And, and hey, and I don't time. pee in the jars. I had water and like mustard and like relish. And oh, I thought that's what he you peed into the pit. Oh, no, I said into the, the pit. pit. I also I thought that he peed into jars. the jar. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Carly just had like that's what I asked. No, he was earlier. drinking I was like, water out of the mason oh, jar. Oh, gotcha. He wasn't okay. peeing. Gotcha. Great. I was picturing Carly with like five, five mason jars worth of pee on him. Awkward. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Carl. Like that's me. That's me. I, I I didn't understand. I wasn't watching you pee, so I didn't understand that you weren't peeing in the mason jar. Yeah, I mean, it'd be weird if you if you were, but yeah, no, I I, I water, water, water is here. So. Yeah, no, hydrated, hydrate. Yeah. Ren's already going up the stairs. Yep. <laughs> I go up the stairs a lot faster than her because I'm I've cast long stride on myself, so I'm quicker. Okay, <laughs> Ren just shakes her head. She just looks up. She's like, "Why?" And uh, you guys reach the landing, and you see that this room is filled with bookshelves, and uh, you guys all see the orb next to Ren's shoulder pulsing. Uh, and Ren looks at. I mean, books are kind of my thing, so it's very likely that one of these books is has. Whatever this. Do you have a favorite genre or section we should be looking? Um, smart. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, if we're all being honest, if we all just talked about Patty uh, experiencing what it's like to not taste food and Valencia feeling insecure about not being useful magically and stuff, you know, I I just I read a lot of smart. Hey, nothing, nothing against that. Mine's actually yeah. a con, though. Yours it seems oh, like a pro. Know. Tomato, tomato. Okay. Uh, I mean, it depends on what kind of smut you're reading. I mean, yeah, if it's just it can be like, a con. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's keep. Let's start looking. <laughs> Ren heads her way into the bookshelves. Um, so you guys can all make. Uh, first, everybody give me, everybody give me perception and investigation checks. Perception was eight, twenty-two for investigation. Perception was five and investigation nineteen. Eleven for perception and a solid five for investigation. Uh unfortunately, uh everyone failed the perception checks. Uh so everybody give me constitution saving throws. Twenty-one. Eighteen. Eighteen. Everybody except for Ren passes. Uh oh. 
Uh-oh. Uh, Ren takes 18 poison damage. Oh, uh, everyone else boy. takes nine. As you guys pull at these books, but uh, as you pull, there are strings connected to the back that shoot out a poison gas into your face. I actually don't take any damage. Oh, that's right. You're immune to poison. Suck a butt. Stupid skeletons. <laughs> Wait, that just means we should have Patty pull all of the books off of the shelves. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Hold on. You guys get back. Shit. You guys go back. Get out of here. Okay, get out okay, of here. Okay, okay. Get out of here. Back, back up. Back up. Uh, so the next <laughs> 10 minutes uh, consists of Patty just pulling off every book in the library. While Riley slowly plots my I, death. I'm pulling books down and I look over and I'm like, hey guys, wait, no. wait, wait. Is this the book? This is about a merman and like a selkie getting it on. I'm not sure if the books itself is specifically smut. I think we're just looking for a book that has my symbol on it. Oh, okay. yeah, no, uh, I have read that one though. It's all right. The underwater stuff gets a little bit weird, Oof. but you know, if you make it through, the end is kind of satisfying. <laughs> oh, I love the shape of water. Okay, I'm gonna find the next one. Um, I pull up the next one. <laughs> this one's got three gnomes on the front of it. Ooh, they're all a little husky. Is this does this ring a bell? <laughs> Do they have like festive hats on? No, but it's the first one of the series. See, because there was a spinoff. I remember I, I read a book called Gnome for the Holidays that was about a kind of a thruple of gnomes that uh, all visited each other's houses. Val but... is in the corner, just like sheltered and horrified, and like having a, ma- a major feminist dilemma about whether or not to support a woman's sexuality or just crumble to the floor in embarrassment. <laughs> and her face. <laughs> Like, there's just, like, beet red shining through her green skin that is just, like, a level of blush <laughs> that she has never had before. Oh, hold on, hold on. Here's, this is the third one in the series. It's called Gnome More Love to Give. Uh, does that ring a bell? Oh, yes, yes. I have read that one. It's very sad. The I mean, the sex scenes are pretty steamy, though. Um, but, uh, no, I'm not quite sure. Uh, and Patrick continues to look through books and call out different uh, <laughs> different titles. Riley, this could covers. be the end of the episode. We could just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but th- there's Truly. so much more to do, Brandon. Don't tempt me with such power. I toss the book away, and then I find the right one. <laughs> yes. It's the very last one. It's the very last one on a whole shelf. I've literally pulled every other book off the shelf. I'm sitting there's on top of There's just a of littering mound. of books. Yeah just all across the, the floor. And yeah, you pull out, there's, it's a book that doesn't have any picture or any name on the spine, um, but there is this symbol on the front that is book with a dagger on it. Okay, yes, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. Uh, and she climbs her way over the books uh, and the remnants of poison gas that have just been filling this uh, this aisle uh, that have faded away. Cause I start, like, I, I t- take my just, hat off and I just start kind of walking Because you guys just away. fucking, because mechanics ruined my puzzle. Uh, <laughs> and That's all I want in life. Uh, she grabs the book and uh, the symbol on it glows and uh, the books and the shelves and room fade away. Uh, and you are once again surrounded by a purple mist, but now there is a door on the other side. It appears to be a pretty simple door. Uh, just like kind of a metallic red door with a handle on it. Okay. Are we a... I open the door. No, no, no! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Valencia, you open the door and 
you creak open what appears to be a small office. Um, it doesn't look like any sort of thing that you guys have seen before. It appears very modern, but it is littered with notes and papers and boxes and such. And there is a desk with a few drawers on it. And um, you see there is another door on the other side. And that is what you see in this room. I, I think we should just go for the door. I feels like sooner is better, no matter what kind of yeah, trouble they're I mean, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Well, hang on. Check the drawers real quick. See if there's anything in it that we can use. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, everyone can give me an investigation check. 16. 16? Uh, 19. Yeah, you guys poke around the room. And you see that, yeah, there are just a lot of a lot of files, a lot of knickknacks and things. In particular, Carlick and Val, you open one drawer. There's just a bunch of smut inside of it, and it's just filthy. Oh my god! (laughs) It's the entire gnome for the holidays series. Uh, You see something that you guys don't recognize. Um, It appears to be some kind of metallic box that has like hinges that open up to have like a sort of board. You guys can't tell what this is, but for you as people, it appears to be a a laptop. Oh. And Patty, you open one of the other drawers and you find a small booklet um, that's just kind of like crusty leather that is very old and beat up. And you see on the spine, there are the words, The Wondering One's Journal. Have I heard that name at all? You have not. And everyone in your search through the room, you guys can also all uh, roll me a D100. I don't want to. Give me the trinkets. 87. 17. 55. So, Patty, you find uh, 400 gold. Gonna save this for my good pal Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> um, Val, you find uh, one superior healing potion. You should also save that for our good Vin Cecil. <laughs> uh, Ren finds uh, one potion of growth. And Carlic, you find a necklace of adaptation. Guys, I really think our good friend Cecil is going to enjoy all of these things. <laughs> you can breathe normally in any environment, and you have advantage on saving throws against harmful gases and vapors. Whoa! That would have been useful about 10 minutes. It looks like a puka shell. It's a it's a puka shell necklace, you know, yeah. that's like macrame braided. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Puts it on. 100%. You all each tuck them away, and all that's left in this room now, from what you can tell, is just this door on the other side. I open the door. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Cool. Uh, you open the door, and... We are going to jump back to our students. <gasps> what? Ah! So, <laughs> we are ah! going to shift perspectives. Wait, I got to log back into my other sheets. <laughs> <Wait, yeah. laughs> so, Cecil, Victoria, and Brian, uh, you guys were last left in a magical arcane barrier as the entire school around you had all decided to take part in this ritual and give themselves over to a perfect reality uh, in exchange for taking part in this. The counselor uh, has been looking down on you guys from the other side of this barrier and 
Victoria, what you said exactly was that there were four of you, and Cecil tried to dispel the barrier, and the spell failed. The counselor looks at you guys and slowly smiles. <laughs> right. You are right. There there were four of you, weren't there? You're talking about your, your friend James, right? Hate to tell you, but James doesn't exist. He holds out his hand, and you see this image of James appear as you last saw him. See, I had the three of you stuck in detention, as luck would have it, and was going to ruin my ritual. So I figured, just in case, to try and get you guys on the right path, I'd uh, put something of my own in there. Thus, James was born. I mean, think about it. None of you knew him before this happened. None of you ever met him in school. None of you ever had any classes with him. He's a dream. He's something I made to try and keep you guys on the right track. He tried to get you guys to go to the pep rally, but you refused. Spent too much time dicking around. And uh, ended up here. Luckily, he was there to keep you on track throughout your uh, escapades. You know, he was able to step in in times that things got a little too tough. But the problem was, he started getting a little bit too unpredictable. See, he didn't actually know he himself was a dream. He was something that I had made, but he still had his own autonomy. And that started to bit of an uncontrollable variable you understand so I had to take him back so you might say there were four of you but there were only ever three and besides <laughs> what do you think the three of you can do I mean what's the point of continuing on I can give you a perfect reality one that you'll never have to worry about, never have to be concerned with. And yet you keep trying to fight. Do you even realize how pathetic you are? Victoria, you're a scared girl who only knows how to run away and avoid any sort of confrontation. You know, all of your confidence and bluster is merely a smokescreen to protect yourself from having to face your biggest fear. Yourself. Brian. I mean, you're more machine than human. You're unable to connect or comfort anyone because you don't even understand your own emotions, much less other people's. Even your little sister, who you claim to love so much, can't relate to you at all because you refuse to open up in any meaningful capacity about anything real. And Cecil. Poor, poor Cecil constantly trying to comfort himself with his aims to become a sports star, you know, adored and popular with everyone around him. Face the facts, McNamara. You're five foot five and 130 pounds soaking wet. I bet on Shaquille O'Neal winning the Kentucky Derby before you having any shot at a sports career. 
and you're so scared to be left all alone that you don't even realize how any friend you claim to have has merely kept you around because you were useful and made them look better in comparison. I know your adventures in the past few weeks might have made you feel like heroes, but no amount of playing heroes can change the facts. At the end of the day, you're a party of failures with no chance of getting home. So why not just give up? The world you created. That's what you're offering. That's what I'm going to give to everyone. When I have the power that I'm seeking, I'm going to remake the world so that everyone will have a perfect life. What is it that you want? What do you want? I want to remake the world. I want to remake the world for a perfect world for everyone. (laughs) You think you know what perfect is for me? (laughs) Fuck off! I'm, I'm barely 18 years old and I don't even know what a perfect life looks like for me. I haven't figured it the fuck out yet because I'm a kid. You're sitting in a position where uh, you want to create this perfect world and the only trial run you've ever had is uh, a creature that you just admitted went rogue and didn't work. You actually have absolutely no practice creating anything near perfect and you couldn't even do it for your own agenda. Brian, at this one comment, you see the slightest twitch in his face. Yeah, you know what's funny, too, about that is James isn't gone. I'm going to cast Disguise Self and see if it works. Yeah, it works. I turn into James. Congratulations, you used a Disguise Self spell. Doesn't matter. Whether he was fake or real... He's still here. Oh, God. Is this a he lives on in our hearts situation? I mean, hey, man, your fucking agenda went awry, my dude. And then she changes back into Victoria. It doesn't matter if he was fake. He still meant something. And yeah, you know what? He still taught us a lot of shit that I don't think you meant to teach us. As he opens his mouth to respond, you hear... a door open on the other side of the room and you see the four heads of your friends poking (laughs) out from around the corner. Oh shit, switch back! Very Scooby-Doo-esque. You see the counselor turn and for, for a brief second, you guys see like an after image of like an orb near the four of the, the four of your friends. And you see like an outline of color around each of them. You see the counselor lock eyes with them. And it, you can tell that he can see these orbs and these colors as well. And he gets a grin on his face and he goes, Change of plans. I'm taking some dreams today. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, boy. Yes, who are we rolling initiative <laughs> as? <laughs> roll for roll for yourself and your character ah, that you're playing as. What? Oh, boy, I need two 
windows open. Yeah, same. I was like, I don't want to open another tab. Hang on. Bitch, I've got like eight windows open right now. Oh, jeez. We already established I don't know this game. (laughs) (laughs) Patty is a 19, and Cecil is 11. Um, Val's an 8, and Brian's a 16. What did Carlic roll? Uh, 15, and V rolled a 22. All right. Um... And I also need somebody to roll me a d4. On it. Four. Cool. So. Is this the part where we start crying? Because I'm already there. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. So the counselor has locked eyes with your friends. And you guys are still inside this barrier. But you also see that the stands that are filled with your classmates and teachers begin to glow like a silvery purple and you see after images starting to float from all of their bodies and it appears like whatever ritual the counselor is casting is nearing completion ah he's nearing completion oh no you guys have uh four rounds until that happens four <laughs> uh victoria you're up first what mm-hmm. no- nothing i is gonna do anything we're stuck in an anti-magic orb you can hold your turn if you want yeah i'm gonna hold my turn talk some shit and hold your turn (laughs) no what she'll do no 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 sorry she's gonna cast message she's gonna point at renee and she's gonna say he's completing a ritual don't let it happen i'll see what we can do she's just gonna give him context i'll try so that takes us to ren's turn nice uh she's just gonna try and keep him in place uh she's gonna cast hold person Nice. So he needs to make a wisdom saving throw of 15. Oh my God. That is a 14. Uh, So he fails, but these like shadowy tendrils reach out from Ren and go to wrap themselves around the counselor. And you see him take a step forward and pause for a split second, kind of cock his head in surprise. And he takes a deep breath and breathes out. And uh, he's going to use one of his legendary resistances uh, to pass. And Ren is going to use her bonus action to cast her blade song. Um, And that is going to be the end of her turn. Uh, That brings us to Patty. How far away is the counselor from where we are currently? From your friends, uh, the counselor is probably about 60 feet away. Perfect. I've got 40 feet of movement still. I'm going to use movement to sprint up, doing some fun cartwheels in between, get up on to where the kids are and where the counselor is. Um, That's going to use movement, and then he's also going to use his action to dash. Okay. Then I'm going to use two sorcery points to quicken spell. Excuse me? I'm going to get right up right next to the counselor, and I'm going to... Cast Bestow Curse. Let's go! All right. Uh, What spell save is that? Uh, It's a Wisdom 17. He rolls a 12. No way! But he is going to use another Legendary Resistance. That's okay. That's okay. We're burning it. We're burning it. And that takes us to Brian's turn. Okay. um, Brian um, is... (laughs) gonna go with the logic attack brian is uh digging through his backpack trying to find blank paper uh and a marker 
And then uh, he, like, takes a couple pieces of paper and he writes, I would have more skill to create perfection than this bastard. And takes the <laughs> takes the butterfly net and puts the pages, like, on the front of the butterfly net. And he's trying to, like, wave it inside the sphere to distract the crowd <laughs> and get them to doubt the ritual. <laughs> Stop participating. <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. It does not work. I love it. I love it so much. I I respect the hustle, but it does not work. From what you can tell, like, no one is even looking at you. From what you can tell, like, these people are unconscious. That brings us to the counselor. No. He is going to hold out his hand and the door that your three remaining friends are still poking their heads out of, you see this hole start to crumble and open in the ground. And on the other side, it looks like just an inverse world of chaotic nothingness and everything. And it's it's incomprehensible. You see these tentacles reach up ah. from the hole in the ground and grip the three that are up inside the door. And I need everyone to make me wisdom saving throws. Uh, sorry, not everyone except for Patty. Wisdom? Wisdom. Is it uh, uh, frightening? <laughs> nope. Ah, no! Frightening. A four for Karlik. Valencia? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, uh, everyone fails. And everyone takes... 32 psychic damage. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they are all three restrained. Um, psychic damage. As uh, Renee goes unconscious. Uh, uh, great, yeah, great, Val's great, also engaging her relentless endurance. To drop to one instead. All right. You see these tentacles just grip and crush the three of them. And Renee just passes out. The counselor smirks. One down. That is going to be Karlik's turn. I'm going to cast Healing Word on lovely Miss Ren. That's eight points of healing. Alright. I mean, I'm just going to try to break... Is it a strength saving throw? No, it's another wisdom saving throw. It's a wisdom saving throw? Yep. That's a 14. That fails. Great. Cecil, that is your turn, and... Make me an intelligence check. Uh, 23. Cecil, you witness what has just happened. And again, you were, you were pretty quiet during your interaction with the counselor and just, we're just kind of observing. This is not a fight you can win. If you try to stand your ground, you will die. And I will kill you mercilessly if you do so. Bonus action, Cecil shits himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what Cecil knows about this this bubble that they're in, they cannot cast magic to dispel it. No, it cannot be dispelled by magic. Okay. From what you can see, though, it could probably be traversed out of through magic, though. Okay, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. 
Amazing. Um, I'm I, I'm literally just like word vomiting. Uh, you see that Cecil's eyes kind of just are darting from spot to spot around the bubble, and he's like kind of t- testing, stress testing everything, and he's just mumbling all of this stuff. Maybe, maybe uh, we can get. I can't. I can't pass through this, but maybe we can get out of this with magic. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hold my action. I'm gonna grip my my staff of the woodlands, and I'm gonna hold an action. Uh, preparing okay. a spell whenever the bubble drops or whenever Cecil leaves this uh, leaves the bubble, he will cast a spell. Cool. Uh, Valencia, that is your turn. You are currently restrained by these tentacles. Uh, I'm just going to use my unarmed fighting style to try to like rip out of it as much as I possibly can. Actually, the wording of it, to break free of the restraint, you will have to make a wisdom saving throw. Um, great. I'm going to expend one superiority die to Ren, who can get uh, temporary hit points. All right. Uh, Six. Cool. Uh, Ren gets a little bit more light back in her eyes, and you see a a grit determination and an idea of what she's going to do. And that brings us back to the top of the round, and you guys see these purple silver after images start to take a more solid shape from this crowd and Victoria you are up <sighs> Brian don't worry okay I have a plan and just keep waving your net and she's gonna grab Cecil and I'm gonna bamf us out of there towards our friends but not close enough that those tendrils can grasp on to use dimension door all right, uh, and also roll me a d20 for a magic surge. That's a one. All right. Carlic's nearby. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hit that d100 for me. 28. 28. You hate to see it. Uh, you cast Ray of Sickness on yourself. Oh, Fuck no. off, man. Uh, what does that do? As you step out of this dimension door, you just immediately vom. This sickening greenish energy like follows you out, uh, and you need to make me a Constitution saving throw. I my dice hate me. You're gonna step out and vomit. That's a four. All right, uh, you are poisoned until the end of your next turn, and you take fourteen poison damage. Oh yep. wow. But you are out of uh, the force cage, so that's cool. Okay, great. As soon as she steps out, I know Carlick's all... Mm-hmm. Is it like the kind of thing where it's around him, but his hands can like still uh, jazz hand? Sure. She's just going to say, do what I did. Get Brian out. And Carlick just goes, gotcha! All right, that brings us to Ren's turn. Real quick point of order. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, Cecil, you were holding held an action. action. Well, I do have a held action. Do what you do, baby. I am going to touch the staff to the ground and Im- immediately from where the staff touches the the floor vines begin to <laughs> spring up out of the ground i'm gonna go ahead and cast wall of thorns Ooh, nice! and i am going to basically get it to where the thorns are wrapped around the counselor patty's gonna be over there too but i'm basically gonna wrap them up to where it blocks line of sight from the counselor okay um and i'm gonna scream patty Get out of there. Cool. That brings us to Ren's turn, who is still currently constrained by these tentacles. She's going to try and make a wisdom saving throw. Come on. She fails. Okay. But she is going to use her action to reach down, and she's going to tear a bag away from her hip 
and she's going to toss it to Victoria. Take this. You need to get out of here. And Patty, that's your turn. Uh, first, he's going to make a dexterity saving throw. That's a 23. So he's going to take half damage. So is he just walking through it? Yeah, he is currently he's currently in the thick of it. He's going to take 15 points of piercing damage. Okay. As he is leaving, he is going to turn around and he is going to hold out his hands and his hands just disappear as he's going to cast darkness. Mm. Very cool. Centered on the counselor. All right. That would bring us to Brian's turn, but the counselor is going to use a legendary action and he is going to cast dispel magic on the wall of thorns. At what level? Uh, it will be a fifth level. All right, he's got the roll for that shit. Okay. Roll for it, counselor. That is a 17. <laughs> Just passes it. All right, all right, all right. All right the wall of fine. thorns disappears. Uh, that brings us to Brian's turn, who is still sitting in this bubble um, sphere. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna just start talking to the counselor and say, uh, listen, you told us that we couldn't get out of this sphere. I've got two friends already out of it. I'm actually sitting here specifically because I might be the only person in this room that's smart enough to know that you're actually deeply terrified that this is not going to work. And not because you're terrified about the fact that it's not going to work for anybody else, but that you're actually terrified that it's going to glitch for you and that you're going to be stuck in your own situation in a way that you didn't actually anticipate because the reality is you're so focused on action. You haven't actually spent the time to study. And, uh, I just can't wait to see how this works out for you because what's actually happening is that you're creating a prison of your own making. And we could honestly probably just sit here and let it happen. And the fact that we're putting our energy towards making sure that it doesn't happen is something you should probably just thank us for and walk away. Damn. <laughs> the counselor is currently in an orb of darkness, so you can't really see how that affects him or not. It was a great monologue, though. That was oh, good so shit. Good, uh, um, He's in there seething. That brings us to the counselor's turn, and he is going to walk out of the darkness, and he is going to cast a cone of cold. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> wait, no. Wait, is he going to do that? No, he might do something. Yeah, do it. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. No, cast cast a cone of cold. Do it. Directed at Patty. Yeah, just go straight for Val. Directed at Patty. Right towards Patty. Patty can take all of it. <laughs> Hit Patty with the with the highest level cone of cold that you Stop. can possibly do. Stop sacrificing these good NPCs. Do it, Riley. Patty, make me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wisdom? Wisdom. 18. Uh, that fails. <sighs> Patty, you are polymorphed into a slug. <laughs> Wow, he went from all bones to no bones. <laughs> yes, he, he loses all of his bones and Expensive. melts down into a slug that the counselor picks up and places in a little no! jar uh, and tucks away at his side. It's only going to last an hour, dude. That's all it needs, baby. That is going to take us to Karlik's turn. Got 
you, man! Karlik's gonna cast his last second level spell, Vortex Warp, at Brian and get him out of the fucking sphere! Amazing. Bring him over here. Brian, a giant refrigerator just appears next to you that (laughs) opens up and falls on top of you uh, that just falls through the ground and comes up (laughs) next to your friends and you just fall out of this magical teleporting refrigerator. I love it. And... That brings us to Cecil's turn. Seeing as how my my wall of thorns didn't work out, I'm going to twirl my staff. Uh, I'm going to take out my gilded flower, and I'm going to turn it in my hand. I'm going to point behind where the counselor is, and I'm going to say, go get my slug. (laughs) Bastion's coming into play. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Bonus section, I'm going to go ahead and tap my staff once again, and a bear also crawls out of the the refrigerator behind us. As uh, my spirit totem uh, is activated and everyone gets nine temporary hit points. Cool. Sebastian goes immediately after I do. Okay. Is he just, uh, is he going to try and grapple or? Sebastian's going to tap the counselor on the shoulder. (laughs) He doesn't even look around. What the fuck do you want? Give me the slug. And Sebastian's (laughs) going to start rifling his hands through his pants. (laughs) Give me the slug. Sebastian does a pat down. I guess give me an investigation check for Sebastian. Um, yeah, 19. Okay, uh, I mean, you find it. You're going to have, Sebastian's going to have to use an action to pull it off, but he's found the slug. He's going to, yeah, he's going to spend his his whole time trying to find that and grapple that slug. If it's going to take two turns, it's going to take two turns, but he's going to get that slug. Okie dokie. Uh, Val, that is your turn. Um, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to roll a wisdom saving throw. Can we know the DC we have to hit? I mean, it might, you know, make you guys feel more demoralized because he's really powerful. So sure, it's a 19. Okay. That's a 13. <laughs> Does not make it. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to do... Nope, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As Val continues to try and struggle against this, um, these forms solidify in the stands uh, and you can see faces starting to grow on them uh, and are becoming more solid and more real. That brings us to the top of the round. Victoria, you are up. Um, she just grabbed the bag that ran through her, and she's just going to look at her and go, please get out of here and give her a bardic inspiration. going to be honest, I don't know if we can, but look at me, all of you. We trust you. If anyone can solve this, it's going to be you. And with that, I'm casting Polymorph, and I'm turning into a T-Rex, and I'm literally in in my tail, I'm grabbing Brian, and in a claw, I'm reaching for Cecil. It's a tiny claw, but sure, it's, we'll say it works. It's a tiny claw! <laughs> I'm tiny just kidding, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sweep up with a tail, and then you slowly bend down to pick up Cecil. Yep. <laughs> takes, a few, takes a few tries. Um, the most forlorn T-Rex look that she could possibly give her friends. These sweet, sweet friends who have helped them through so so many challenges and lessons, and she's gonna take off running. Alright. You guys, uh, break through the wall, uh, and you see daylight (laughs) on the other side, and, uh, Cecil and Brian, from your perspective, uh, that is being held by this T-Rex and jostled you see, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, bounce, slowly bouncing around. You see the counselor hold out a hand and this freezing ray 
of energy shoots out and freezes your three friends that are wrapped up in these tentacles. Four. The forms. Oh, well, one's a slug. One's a slug. Um, He freezes the slug for good measure. You can't really see details anymore, but these figures are starting to come down from the stands and stand behind the counselor. And you guys run away from these ruins and away from this fight uh, and away from this human monster. You're not really sure at the moment. And slowly you crest over the hill. Victoria, your polymorph slowly fades down. You have made it back to where your van was. Um, and you look back on the ruins of your school. Not quite sure what to do after encountering such failure. Yeah, let's just run again. That's a great idea, Victoria. Thanks. Do you really think we were going to survive that? We don't have another option. We've spent this long building up this this many allies being betrayed by others in order to be able to be remaining with the strongest allies that we could possibly have left. If we go back and have to do that again, we're starting from zero. My sis. What are we supposed to do next? No, wait, wait, wait. What are we doing? We do... we lose that's not that's not possible (laughs) that's not what we do that's not what we do we just went to another realm within this realm confronted the gods of that realm and whooped ass we don't lose what the fuck happened it's not a video game Cecil I did I fucking say it was? We have, we have gained immense power, and we haven't scratched the fucking surface of whatever that thing just did. What do we do? I don't know what would have worked. I don't know what would have worked. I don't have a plan B. I don't have a plan A. I don't know how that could have worked. Okay, okay, well... I don't have any excuses. Excuses? For running. It's what I do. You don't need an excuse. I don't know if it would have changed much. Us being there. It's not a matter of you running or not. It's a matter of us not being strong enough. That's all it is. That's all it is. I I think we are strong in our own right. That's not what I said, Victoria. I said we're not strong enough. Yet. Not yet. Cecil, are you real? I mean, I've punched him. He's my fist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that James got punched once or twice, too. Cecil, are you real? I don't believe him. I don't believe him. That's the thing. The counselor was bullshit. That that was bullshit. Counselor fucked up. Something happened. And that was his excuse. I don't buy it for one second. James was real to me. And if... You thought he was real to you too. You'd know that James would be saying, "We did not lose." He would be saying, "You're not strong enough yet." 
Okay. I don't. I I I I I don't have a playbook for this, but we were at our best. We were helping other people solve their problems. Yeah, and those people are all probably dead now. Wait, and she's gonna pull open the bag that Ren threw at her. You empty out this bag, and you find the various things that your friends found in that room. Uh, superior healing potion. You find some kind of necklace. Yo, my boy Patty got me loaded. There's a lot of money in here. Oh my god. I'll take that, Cecil. I'll, I'll take care of it. You don't need to. <laughs> you pull out these various things, and yeah, you pull out like this old <laughs> 80s laptop that's just huge and bulky. <gasps> He's he's even he's outdated. You feel like that's it, but then you look in and you see at the very bottom of this bag is this little old beat up journal. <sighs> okay, to start, she's gonna toss the journal to Cecil. I'm gonna try to open this ancient fucking laptop. She literally. <sighs> you actually you blow on it. It doesn't appear to be dusty. It just appears to be an old laptop. Still, it's crusty as fuck. Anyway. You inspect it. It appears to be broken. Okay. Just give me some time. I've got a hotspot. And Brian pulls his phone out. What? <laughs> You've had a hotspot this entire time? What would you? Nothing yeah, connects to it. It's not like it's doing anything. My phone broke like the first day we were here. Whose fault is that? I don't know. I haven't been withholding the hotspot from you. There was nothing to connect to it. It also costs like $9 a month. It's insane. Um, <laughs> what does the journal say? Oh. What does the journal say? <laughs> uh, you open the journal and it is covered in scrawlings. Ooh. Like it's so much that it's unintelligible. Is it like Freddy's journal at all? Does it... No, it's not like Freddy's journal. It's not he sees me in my dreams or whatever <laughs> I said. It's like so many things are written that the pages almost just look black. Whoa. Like with so much ink and nice. so much scribbling that you can't make out really anything that's there. And you all kind of pass it around. And Brian, as you hold it, you all see a glowing from Brian's hip bag. A book? Yes. I open it. Oh, whoa, whoa, what is that? That's, it's, uh, I've had this book since we met Freddy's parents. I, have you, hello? I open it. <laughs> uh, you open it and you just kind of like place the journal inside of the book uh, and you see one of the pages that is just covered with unintelligible scrawlings uh, in the journal words light up to awaken the answers you seek you must first find the answers within yourself one lies deep below one floats high above one remains hidden between and the glowing stops okay well that's you know really cryptic uh yeah. brian what quick cue that book that you got that's your that's your magic, right? No, it's the book. Uh, it's it's this book that I found um, at this library, and I open it, and it's, uh, we've had some conversation. Sometimes it just knows stuff. That's Tom Riddle-esque. It, it is kind of, yeah. Yeah. 
so the book is magic or not you? I thought you the had... The book is magic and gives him magic? I I don't know, but I'm not really... I, yeah, I've been... I, it's, it's been great. I mean, there have been moments when I, like, I opened the book and it, like, pointed me in the right direction or, like, it, it gave me an idea or, it, like, it, it gave me an answer. It, it's been... It's been awesome. It's also... There's also been moments when it's just real stubborn. But, you know, it, it's good. It It's good. I'm a fan. Well, that's just... I. I don't know. I get my magic from, you know, uh, the wind of the trees. Oh. <laughs> so he speaks for them. From the colors of the wind. <laughs> yeah. Pocahontas over here. <laughs> but that that's my magic. Your magic is 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 from a book? Wait, so Brian, if, if some of your magic comes from a book, and Cecil, your magic comes from, like, nature, where does mine come from? I don't know, but if it comes from within, we might have an answer to one of our riddles. That would be great. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The knowing one, the wondering one. These are gods. Or at the very least, I don't know, spirits. Let's tune into that. That's how we get more powerful. That's that's our next step. At, at least that's my, that, that, that's my thinking. We we find out, you know, if, if there's an answer in the sky, yeah, sure, maybe that is a deity. If there's an answer below, maybe there's something not so friendly and then if whatever is in between is just amongst us I feel like we're going to bump into it at some point we've gotten really good at bumping into exactly where we need to go you you want us to just start intentionally studying magic and deities I mean magic's gonna help if we start researching something researching more powerful magic that that's gonna help out in the long run right? there was that really big library in Bummerfield. That's where I got this book. Yeah. Oh! Well, if you got the book there, I mean... I think Bummerfield might not be a bad option to head back to. I think retracing our steps might not be a bad idea. If it's about seeking knowledge, considering the fact that I have no idea how to get out of this on our own, I say we pursue that then. To Bummerfield. I don't mind driving. We just sits next to Brian and not in an interlocking but just in a clasping sense she's gonna grab his hand just be comforted okay Cecil you start the engine as Brian and Victoria you hold hands in some semblance of comfort as you drive away from the ruins of your high school once more towards an uncertain future, one that will hopefully help you find a bit more of yourselves and a bit more answers. And with that, class is dismissed. Dragons is Andy Lindsay as Victoria Hightower and Carlick Swanky, Daniel Grisco as Brian Tolkien and Valencia Silverscale, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara and Patty Labone, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thank you so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love to see a five star review from you, and we would love it even more if you could share this show with a friend. 
Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is, as always, done by the incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. A link to her stuff can be found in the episode description as well. Until next time, we've made it to summer. The sun is shining. The temperatures are high. Get outside. Take in some sun. Go for a walk. Go swimming. Hang out with some friends. Just soak up this good time and this good season. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. I rolled a 17 on the first roll and then an at 20 on the second one. So Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. Look, I want to hear it. Tell I, me more, Brandon. I no. am the golden boy of d and I, I, I can do no wrong. And I hate it because I am the step-headed red child of D&D. Step-headed Step red, child? red child? Yes, you heard what I said. <laughs> That's the perfect sentence to describe the situation. <laughs> I'm the step-headed red child. That's me.